Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, which is part two of my episode on the 26 guys that you kind of could make a case for being on that top 75 list of the NBA. So these are guys I consider, yeah, you can make a case. So nonetheless, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so let's finish off these this next 26. These are the guys that uh, didn't make the 26 that was added to the top 50 list, which made it a uh, top 76. But these are guys who definitely you could, could consider uh, putting on this list. Uh, well, you know, a few of those guys that, uh, on the 26 I questioned, so... You could definitely sub those guys for any one of these guys. So let's get into it. Next on my list, Grant Hill. Grant Hill, oh, what could have been if he had had the injuries, I tell you. Grant Hill uh, coming into the league, 2000, not 2000, 1994. He was the third pick overall coming out of Duke. That story program there. Uh, Grant Hill playing small forward some shooting guard uh six eight 225 pounds i mean so he moved with such grace this guy 18 season in the league believe it or not uh starting with the detroit pistons where i mean he was electric there man oh my gosh uh then he moved on in free agency to orlando magic and then to phoenix and then ending his career with the L.A. Clippers. Averaging 16.7 points per game. He wasn't quite the scoring machine, but his just his game was overall. Uh, set, six rebounds per game. Four point, a little over four assists per game. Uh, shot at 48.3 from the field. 31.4 uh, from three-point range. And... Almost 77% from the free throw line. So he was a seven-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, won a Rookie of the Year, a three-time um, three triple-doubles triple leader. So uh, he led the league in triple-doubles three times. Uh, his highest, highest rank as far as MVP voting goes, he... He got votes five years. His highest rank was third. So I, I tell you, man, he had he had some outsta- some outstanding years and a Hall of Famer, of course. So Grand Hill, I think, like I said, injuries that foot of his really that ankle really robbed him of what he could have been. Um, hey, you got a guy like Bill Walton on the list who injuries robbed him of what he could be. Why not a Grant Hill who had kind of a longer run than Bill Walton, by the way. But nonetheless, Grant Hill on the outside looking in. Now, this is the guy. Now, the next guy is the one everybody's screaming about should have been on the list. And look, looking at the numbers, I don't think I can disagree. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, uh, 
first overall pick in 2004 coming out of high school. Remember, he he didn't go to college. He came straight out of high school, Uh, starting with the Orlando Magic, obviously, filling the huge shoes left behind by Shaquille O'Neal, taking them all the way to a championship one year. Um, It was brilliant how they built that team, by the way. Uh, 17 years in the league, still playing in the league, by the way. Uh, uh, averaging, well, let me say the teams. Uh, starting out with the Orlando Magic, then going to L.A. Um, what famous big center doesn't go to L.A., but it's another story for another day. Only lasted about a season there. Um, him and Kobe just couldn't mesh. Um, you know, thing with Dwight Howard, he's so lighthearted that, you know, he, it seems like he doesn't take the game serious. That's, that's the way some people felt, especially Kobe. He felt that way. Um, then from LA, cause remember they, I believe they got him in a trade and then he could have re-upped and stayed with the Lakers he opted out for less money to go to Houston. That's how bad he wanted to get out of there. He went to Houston. Then from Houston, he went to the Hornets, to Charlotte Hornets. Then from the Hornets, he went to Washington. From Washington, he went back to L.A. This was after Kobe's gone. Um, where, where he ended up getting a chip, by the way. Then he went to Philly. I thought he went to Atlanta at some point. Anyhow, I thought he went to Atlanta. I believe he did. Anyhow, so he's back in L.A. So, um, Dwight Howard, again, uh, 17 seasons in the league, uh, playing both the power forward and the center, uh, 6'10", 265 pounds, uh, another fluid big man, uh, averaging over 16 points per game, 12 rebounds, uh, 1.8 blocks per game, uh, eight-time All-Star, eight-time All-NBA, five-time All-Defense, five-time rebound champion, le- one year led the league in uh, field goal percentage, Two-time blocks leader, three times defensive player of the year, one championship that he got with the Lakers. Um, his highest rank, um, as far as MVP goes, he was on six. Okay. Five times, five times he got votes. Five times he got votes. The highest he finished was second. So he was just that close from getting an MVP. Um, yeah, so uh, Dwight Howard, every, everybody has the biggest argument in him not making it. And you know something? There's some validity to that. I understand, I get it, the fact that he bounced around all those different places, whether it be Charlotte, whether it be Washington, 
L.A. for the two times, uh, Philly, Atlanta. Um, so they kind of poo-poo that and forget about the earlier part of his career. But um, I tell you, Dwight Howard prob- definitely belongs on that list. He does. He does. Looking at all this, yeah, he does belong on there. I don't know how he isn't. So, Anyhow, let's move on to... Another guy they kind of make a bit of an argument for, but I'll tell you why I think he doesn't make the list. Uh, I'll think, well, anyhow. Um, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving coming into the league 2011. First pick overall coming out of Duke, another Dukey. Um, started his career with Cleveland. Um, language there, you know, um, you know scoring and carrying the team and then LeBron comes and he kind of has to alter his game a bit um he, and he did it kicking and screaming but that's another story anyhow LeBron comes they get their championship he's a vital part of that so and then uh wanting to get out of Cleveland and out of the shadow of LeBron he goes to Boston where initially he starts out okay but you know um, he, he's just a different dude. <laughs> he's just a different dude. I, I can't say it any more than that. So, uh, leaving Boston, he goes to Brooklyn along with, uh, uh, Kevin Durant. And we know the deal with that. So, uh, right now he's not playing. He's, uh, Mr. Flat Earther feels he doesn't want to get vaccinated. So, <laughs> Uh, so he's sitting this one out. So anyhow, uh, 10 seasons in the league playing the point guard position. Um, although he's altered to kind of shooting guard really, um, with the presence of James Harden being on the team now, but anyhow, uh, six feet two, 195 pounds, uh, Playing 10 seasons in the league, averaging nearly 23 points per game, 5.7 assists, 3.8 rebounds, 1.3 steals per game. Shooting 47% from the field, 39% over 39% from three-point range, um, and over 88% from the free throw line. Uh... He won a Rookie of the Year, seven-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA. He has one All-Star MVP on his books. He won the championship, like I said, with LeBron. Uh, Here's the weird thing. Highest MVP rank, he has none. So he has no years where he got any votes for MVP. Kind of weird, but... I guess not to be uh, misunderstood. Anyhow, um, so Kyrie Irving. Here's why I say you probably can't put him on the list. The guy may not even play up until uh, they they announce the team. At More than likely, they're going to do it at the All-Star game because that's usually how they do that. Because um, that's how they did it in 96. They present him at the All-Star game, so. Um, yeah, so this guy who may not play it this season, 
ends up at the All-Star game being presented as one of the top 75 players. I just don't see that. And then there's the other thing. His unavailability. Um, you, you saw what he did last season. Um, <laughs> and then the pictures of him at his, one of his relatives' party and all this and that. Um, the way he left Boston, the way he left Cleveland, it just wasn't a good look. Um, I understand I, on paper, I see the numbers. I get that. I understand that. He does have a championship. I get that. But you, you just can't put him on that 75 list. You can't do it. You cannot do it. So but I understand. I get it. So, um, in any event, that's Kyrie. So, um, let's move on. Moving on to Nikolai Jokic, the Joker. Um, coming into the league 2014. So, uh, second year, second round pick, 41st overall coming out of Serbia. Only six seasons. Um, I know people are going to say, that's too young, that's too young. But wait, wait, let me just give you his numbers and then we'll talk about that. Uh, playing for Denver his whole career thus far. Uh, a center, 6'11", 284 pounds. But what a gifted passer. Wow. Um, six seasons, like I said, 18.6 points per game. Nearly 10 rebounds per game. Nearly six assists per game, 53.5% from the field, 30, nearly 35% from three-point range. This is a big man here, shooting 35% from three-point range and 83.4% from the free throw line. Three-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA. He's won an MVP that he won last season. Um... Here's the reason I say he uh, you sh he could make the list. He should have made the list. When the 1996 list came out, Shaq made that team. Shaq had only played four seasons in the league. Four seasons. And ha he hadn't won an MVP at the time. So why can't Jokic be on this 75 list? I'm just saying. I'm just saying, if you're going to put Shaq on without him winning an MVP after four seasons, why you can't put uh, the Joker on after six seasons winning an MVP? I'm just putting it there. So, um, he has a case. He has a case. I know people say six seasons, but like I said, go back and look. Go back and look for yourself. But anyhow, so... That's the case I make for Jokic. Uh, let's move on. Bernard King. Bernard King. Uh, coming out of Tennessee, the famous Ernie and Bernie show, him and Ernie Grunfeld. Uh, 1977, he came in the league. So that was the year after English and Dantley. Um, seventh pick overall coming out that year. Played 14 seasons in the league. Another person robbed of uh, injuries. Uh, 
He started out, he got drafted by the New Jersey Nets, which was timely because, remember, they they couldn't bring Julius to the New Jersey Nets. They had to sell him to uh, to the 76ers, so, so they needed somebody. So Bernard King fell into their lap in the draft. Anyhow, so he stayed there a couple of seasons, went to Utah, um, had the, the drug issue, um, cleaned himself up, thankfully so. Goes to Golden State, plays well in Golden State. Gets traded to the Knicks for uh, Michael Ray Richardson. Comes to the Knicks and really shows out. Uh, but in that fatal season, he tears his, tears his knee up. Had to sit out a year or a year or so. Um, in fact, I think it ended up being more than that. Um, yeah, it was about a year or so that he was out. Anyhow, he came back from the the knee injury. Um, he, uh, he uh, the Knicks let him play like the last six games of the season just to see where he was, and he was coming, you know, kind of coming back to himself. Knicks didn't want to take the chance. They let him go. He goes to Washington. What he does there, he ends up an all-star there after that tearing up his knee. Um, plays for Washington for a bit. Uh, I think he ends up tearing the knee up again and going to uh, the New Jersey Nets where he finished his career. Uh, 22.5 points per game. Almost six rebounds per game, 3.3 assists. He was a small forward, 6'7", 205, typical small forward for that era. Um, shot it nearly 52% from the field for all that volume shooting. He was shooting at 52%. Uh, 73% from the uh, free throw line. Average one, to, one steal per game. He was a four-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA, uh, a scoring champ. That year, he actually uh, tore up his knee. He ended up leading the league in scoring. Uh, his uh, highest MVP rank, he he got MVP votes six years. Six years, he got votes. The highest he ranked was second that year, and I want to say it was 1984. He was runner-up to Larry Bird. Mind you, <laughs> the funny thing was, Bird had missed a few games that season. Um, and you know what the Celtics did in those missed games? They won them all, just about, I think, with the exception of one. Bernard King missed any times, they don't win. So, I'm just saying. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> a Hall of Famer nonetheless. Uh he ends up in the Hall of Fame. So, Bernard King. I know people are going to say it's it wasn't sustained. Um, but I can make the argument injuries robbed him of what he could have been. So, another guy you can make an argument for injuries being a part of uh, keeping him off the list. So, again, I say if Walton can make the list because of, you know, with it, barring the injuries... Why can't Grant Hill or Bernard King? I'm just saying. 
anyhow, let, let's move on. That's my personal Nick's axe to grind. Um, moving on. Bob Lanier. Bob Lanier. I know you're going to say who, uh, especially the youngins. Hear me out. Coming out of St. Bonaventure. Uh, first overall pick in 1970. He played 14 years in the league. Uh, started out with the Detroit Pistons. Then he moved on to the Milwaukee Bucks just before the Pistons started getting good. He goes to the Milwaukee Bucks, who was a solid team when he got there. Um, a center, 6'11", 250 pounds, owned what a <laughs> had the uh, biggest foot size in the NBA at that time. Uh, 14th season in the league, as I said, over 20 points per game. Over 10 rebounds per game. Uh, over 3 assists per game. 1.1 steal. Uh, 1 block per game. 8-time uh, All-Star. 1-time All-Star MVP. Which, you know, a center gets MVP in the All-Star game. It's not all that, uh, you know, uh, common. But a Hall of Famer. And his highest MVP rank, he got votes seven separate seasons. The highest he went was third. So Bob Lanier, a, one, another one of those names you really don't hear about. But um, did he have the postseason success? Not so, so much. I mean, Milwaukee made some deep runs, but, you know, they ran into the likes of Boston, of um Philadelphia, even to some extent Detroit. So, they, you know, those those were the teams, and Milwaukee was just on the outside looking. Milwaukee teams were talented, man, but just couldn't beat those guys. But anyhow, Bob Lanier, forgotten center, man, but you kind of could have slid him on the list. Uh, anyhow, let's move on. Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady, um, you know, <laughs> let me just talk about it. Um, coming into the league, uh, 1997, coming out of high school, nonetheless, he was the ninth, ninth pick overall. He played 16 seasons, starting out in Toronto, there with him and uh, Vince Carter being over there. Um, like I said, 16 years in the league, playing shooting guard, small forward, even one, 6'8", 210 pounds, uh, averaged 19.6 points per game, 5.6 rebounds, 4.4 assists, uh, 1.2 steals per game. Um, yeah, so shooting 43.5 from the field. 33.8 from three-point range, 74.6 from the free-throw line. He was a seven-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA. He won a Most Improved Player of the Year. Two-time scoring champion. I still, I'm like, where was I when he was winning these scoring championships? Anyhow, he's a Hall of Famer, um, highest MVP rank. He Six years he got votes. He finished as high as fourth, so 
Uh, Tracy McGrady, I mean, again, he started out with Toronto. Then he go, signs the free agency deal with Orlando. Then from Orlando, he goes to Houston. From Houston, he comes to the Knicks for, for a hot minute. Then to Detroit. Then he finishes with the Atlanta Hawks. So, Tracy McGrady. Um, yeah. He's a guy who you look and say, is he a Hall of Famer? But, I mean, he led the league in scoring twice. Again, I don't know where I was those years, but he did it. Um, Tracy McGrady is a guy who you I guess you can make an argument of him being on the list. He led the league in scoring twice. Yeah, I get that. Um, as high as fourth, as far as MVP votes go, I guess you can make a case. Again, another person with not a lot of postseason success. <laughs> I remember the one year where he was up uh, three games in one and says, uh, it feels great to be in the second round. They end up losing the series. Oh, my gosh. Anyhow, but... Tracy McGrady on the outside looking in. Next one, Yao Ming. Yao Ming, I know you're going to say, huh? Uh, hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, Yao Ming, a lot was made about him coming into the league. He came into the league 2002, uh, first overall pick, uh, playing with Houston his whole career. Injuries slowed him down, too. He was 6'7", 310 pounds, played eight seasons, averaged 19 points per game, 9.2 rebounds, nearly two blocks per game. He shot 52.4% from the field, 83.3 from uh, the free throw line. Eight seasons in the league, eight-time All-Star. Five-time All-NBA, Hall of Famer, um, his highest MVP ranked. Two years, he got MVP votes. The highest he finished was 12th. Not so good. But um, Yao Ming's impact on the NBA, I think, is more global than it is national. Um, you... I say with that alone, he should have probably made the list. Uh, uh, ro injuries robbed him of a longer career in the NBA. But um, Yao Ming, you definitely could have made an argument for him being on the list. His global impact on the game, I think, could have garnered him being on the list. So uh, that's just me. Anyhow, let's move on to Dikembe Mutombo. Interesting case. I don't hear much people saying that he should be on the list, but hear me out with this. Uh, coming out of Georgetown uh, in 1991, fourth, he was the fourth pick overall um, in, in the first round, fourth pick overall, 18 seasons in the league. He started with Denver. Uh, Remember, Denver had the one team that upset Seattle, the one seed that year. And we all remember him on the floor uh, kind of celebrating with, with the ball in his hand. Uh, then he goes over to Atlanta and tend to Philly, where 
Philly made that run, and he was a vital part of that run to the finals where they, him and Iverson and the crew ran into that buzzsaw called the Lakers. So, And then from there, from Philly, he went to New Jersey. Then he crossed over the bridge and went to the Knicks. And then from the Knicks, he went to Houston, where he finished his career. Center, one of, one of the famed centers coming out of Georgetown, along with the the likes of Alonzo Mourning, who, by the way, he played with in um, at Georgetown. Uh, 7'2", 245 pounds, um, averaged 8.9 points per game, 10.3 rebounds. 2.8 blocks per game. Wow. 51.8% from the field. 68.4% from uh, free, the free throw line. He was an eight-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA, six-time All-Defense, four-time Defensive Player of the Year, um, three-time Blocks Champ, two-time Rebounds Champ, a Hall of Famer, his highest MVP rank one year that he got votes, he finished 13th. So, um, you know, he's a defensive player. How many defensive players are going to end up league MVPs? Let's let's be honest about this. So, um, but Mutombo, I, he is a major part of this NBA game during the time he played. Um, especially, you know, the blocks. He's famous for wagging the fingers, so forth. But the Kimbe Mutombo. Hey, you got Robin on the list, although Robin got the chips to back him up. So, um, but Mutombo, I think, yeah, you can make a case. I don't know if it's a strong case. You can make one, you know. But uh, I thought I thought he's worth a mention. So let's move on to uh, Tony Parker. Tony Parker coming out of France, not highly regarded. He was the 28th pick overall in the first draft, first round, 2001. Tony Parker played 18 seasons, most of them with the Spurs, except for that last year he went to Charlotte. Yeah, I don't know why, but yeah. anyhow, uh, point guard, he played his entire career, 6'2", 185 pounds, lightning quick, man. 15.5 points per game, 5.6 steal, I mean 6 assists, um, 2.7 rebounds, uh, shooting over 49% from the field, 32.4 from 3-point range. And a little over 75% from the free throw line. He was a six-time All-Star. Four-time All-NBA. He's four-time champ. One-time. Uh, in those championships, he got one finals MVP. Uh, his highest rank. Actually, he appeared on the, the... He got votes seven years. Seven years he got votes for MVP. The highest he finished was fifth. This is another guy where you're really going to give it to him above his teammate Tim Duncan. But fifth is the highest he got, so that's pretty good considering. Um, 
Tony Parker. I think you can make a case for him being on the list too, especially with the four-time him being a four-time champion in the um in the finals MVP under his belt as well. So it wasn't like he was a a passenger on the ship. He he was a vital part of that. So you definitely could make a case for Tony Parker being on the list. Next person, <laughs> I know a lie is going to pop when I say it, but Derek Rose. <laughs> Derek Rose, here be out again. Uh, coming out of Memphis, first overall pick in 2008. He plays 12 seasons in the league. We know about um, uh, he started with Chicago, there at Chicago. Uh, he won an MVP there. Um Tore up his knee, though. Um, hasn't been quite the same player, but he's 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 been a player nonetheless. Um, starting out Chicago, then he goes to the New York Knicks, where his first stint with the Knicks, uh, be honest, as a Knicks fan, wasn't the greatest. So he moves on, goes to Cleveland. From Cleveland to Minnesota, where he kind of, you know, kind of finds himself again in Minnesota. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Tibbs, his coach in Chicago, ends up in Minnesota. So he kind of finds himself there again. So then from Minnesota, he goes to Detroit, where he kind of plays well there as well. Um, then from Detroit, he gets traded to the Knicks in the deal, uh, for Dennis Smith and a couple of ancillary pieces. But, um, but here in, in New York, he has really found his niche here and he's a vital part of what they do now. Uh, point guard, he's been a point guard most of his career, uh, six, two, 200 pounds, um, 12 seasons in the league, 18.4 points per game, 5.4 assists, 3.3 rebounds, shooting 50, no, 45.7 from the field, 31.3 from three-point range, and that number's going up because he's a much-improved three-point shooter. Um, And then also nearly 83% from the free-throw line. Three-time All-Star, one-time All-NBA, Rookie of the Year, and an MVP on his books. So, Derrick Rose, um, again, I say if you want to play the the injury game, we can play that here with him. Um, Injuries robbed him of what he could have been. He does have an MVP on his books. He has a Rookie of the Year on his books. He, um, yeah, so, um, he's one of the few MVPs not on the, uh, uh, the top 76 list. So he definitely can make a case for Derrick Rose being on that list. So, uh, a guy who was beefing about him not being on the list. Let's take a look at his numbers closely. Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson, who considers himself one of the, the great shooters the NBA has ever seen. Uh, 
I can't argue too much with that. Coming out of Washington State uh, in that 2011 draft, uh, he was the 12th pick overall in that draft, playing with Golden State his whole career. Eight seasons, like I said, of course, he's had seasons robbed from him because of the knee injury. Uh, in fact, uh, probably two, almost two to be exact. Um, six, six, a hundred, 215 pounds shooting guard, mostly his career playing next to Steph, uh, 19.5 points per game, 3.5 rebounds, 2.3 assists. Nearly 46% from the field, nearly 42% from three-point range. My goodness, he can stroke it from there. And then 84.8 from the free throw line. He's a five-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA. Uh, he made an all-defensive team, three-time champion, uh, highest MVP rank he's had, one year he appeared, he got votes. He finished as high as 10th. So I get it. I understand he is a big part of what they do. Um, three time champion. Yeah, that that's, that's with him. He's a vital part. He's the second best option they have outside us outside of Steph. Um, you can make a case. You can make a case. Um, In fact, I I give you this. I could put him over a, a Reggie Miller easily. Easily I could do that. Um, but Clay Thompson on the outside looking in on the list. Just two more to go, guys. Uh, next up, Chris Webber. Chris Webber, who finally made the Hall of Fame. Um, Chris Webber, I mean, this guy was as talented as they come. First pick overall, 1993, coming out of Michigan, playing with that Fab Five. Spent 15 seasons in the league, starting with Golden State. From Golden State, he went to Washington. From Washington, he was sent to Sacramento, where, you know, it was that was considered an outpost at the time. But I tell you what, Chris Webber over there made the best of it and really – uh, shine a light on that city and that team. Um, Sacramento is not a team you hear talked about lately, but he put Sacramento on the map. Then from Sacramento, he goes to Philly. Then to Philly, he goes back home to Detroit. And from Detroit, he finished his career with, with the team he started with, Golden State. So 6'9", 245 pounds. Just a fluid athlete, man. Oh, my goodness. Uh, like I said, 15 seasons, 20.7 points per game, nearly 10 rebounds, a little over four assists, uh, 1.4 steals, a block per game, averaging nearly 48% from the field, uh, 64, nearly 65% from the free throw line, a five-time All-Star, Five-time All-NBA, won a Rookie of the Year, won a rebounding championship, won a triple-doubles uh, 
led the league in triple doubles one year. A Hall of Famer, uh, his highest MVP ranked. He's gotten votes five different seasons, finished as high as fourth. Chris Webber, I, you know, I hear people making the groundswell for Howard, for some others. He, you can make this case for Chris Webber as well. I mean, really. Um, one of those players that, you know, again, as talented as a big man as the league has seen, uh, you can make a case for him being on the top 76. And then finally, Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace, undrafted out of Virginia Union, uh, 6'9", 240 pounds, different type of player than Chris Webber, that's for sure. Uh, he played center. He played power forward for 16 seasons. Average 5.7 points per game. Low. Uh, 9.6 rebounds. Um, barely assist per game. Well, over assist per game. Average two blocks per game. 1.3 steals per game. A four-time All-Star. Five-time All-NBA, six-time All-Defense, uh, two-time rebounding champ, four-time Defensive Player of the Year, led the year in blocks once, won championship, of course, with that Pistons teams that no one wants to talk about. <laughs> A Hall of Famer just got into the Hall of Fame. His highest rank, um, he... Three years he's received MVP votes. He's finished as high as seventh, which is pretty impressive when you think about the fact that he just gives you once he gives you defense and not much offense. So I think that really says something. But Ben Wallace, I understand. I You can make a case. You can make a case. Um, yeah, again, I point to Rodman as kind of setting the standard of a defensive guy make who makes the list, but he has all those chips, man. And, um, Wallace has the one and the one is pretty impressive. I still say, but Ben Wallace on the outside looking in. So, all right, guys. So that is my list as far as. The 26 that did not make the cut, but you can make an argument. Pretty strong argument. So um, that's going to be it for me, guys. I guess the next time you hear from me, I think I'm, I need to start um, giving you guys update more as far as what's going on in the league. So I'm going to try and be regular about that. So. Anyhow, so I'm going to end it off there, guys. Until then, we will talk later. So, my peeps, if you enjoy what you're listening to, you can follow me on my Facebook page, GD That Sports Dude. You also can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GD That Sports Dude. And also on Twitter, you can find me at GD That Sport Dude. Also, you can email me at thatsportsdudegd at gmail.com. 
You can also support me through my Zelle at that same email address. And also on anchor.fm slash gd that sports dude. You can hit the support button there to contribute to this podcast and also like me there as well. And again, I thank you for listening to this content.